So for me, I think the biggest thing is my vision is so big that it pulls me. Mm. And I am so connected to why I am here. And it took me a long time to figure that out. I mentioned that car accident, right? It took me almost 20 years to figure out why I didn't die. Hello and welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our mission and our vision is to help change the world one starfish or one person at a time. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share all the stuff so we can get the word out. I'm really excited to be hanging out here with Jessica Ryder, good friend. She lives in Missouri. She's She runs a few different companies. We're just chatting a little bit before we come on air. In, in the camping world, I'm going to say, actually, she got into this space and personal development in 2019, so not actually that long ago. Tell our listeners a little bit about, yeah, but what got you into it, why you even started in that journey, where it's kind of taking you, and Thanks so much for, for spending some time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I am so inspired by you and everything that you put out. I love your story. And so when you put the message out, I thought, well, okay, let me see if I can add anything to a value. So um, yeah, as you said, in 2019, um, I guess I got the the self-improvement bug that, that people get. Um, but the truth is, you know, it had started before that. When I was, um, when I was 16, I was in a pretty decent car accident. And I say car accident loosely, I was hit by a car uh, while I was trying to help somebody that had gotten run off the road. Um, and I, you know, my nature is to put my head down and work, right? So you get hit, you get scraped up off the pavement, you go to physical therapy, you start walking again, you live, you move on with your life. That's, that's how I was raised. And so that's what I did. Um, and I worked hard and I, I did things and I, you know, became a, um, you know, I was in the financial services industry, I was in the mortgage industry. I did, you know, a lot of sales early on in my career. Um, and then when I was 28, I crashed because I was working so hard. And I went to the hospital one evening, one Thursday evening, um, with a stroke-like symptoms at 28. And it was horrific and went through a weekend of testing and didn't find anything. But I knew then I had to change my life. I just didn't know, you know, I lived that whole life that they that they tell you to live, right? You come out of college and you and you just go and you your work and you be at that company and, and that's what you do. I didn't know any different, but at 28 and one of the biggest things that helped me whenever I was coming out of that that crash that I had is my husband had been telling me for years that I needed to get outdoors, but we were camping in a tent. And I'm like, this stinks. Like this is work. I don't like this. So when I started to make changes after that crash, one of the changes I made was, you know, I changed my, my career and that allowed us to financially be comfortable with buying a camper or an RV. And because we did that, we got outdoors a lot more. It was easy. Like I'm type A, there's a, an entire system for that camper. And I point over there because it's sitting on the side of my house, but um, there's an entire system for it, right? I made it so completely easy. And then after buying our second RV in 2017, I'm like, this pro whole business process of buying an RV, like this is atrocious, you know? And it's just, it, it was not a great customer service experience. And I was like, I can do this better. And so in 2019, I said, okay, I'm going to just jump in. Both feet, let's go. I had no idea what I was doing. Signed up for a camper show uh, here in St. Louis, an RV show. And then went, oh, what am I going to sell? 
oh, okay, well, I'm going to sell t-shirts now, you know, like, and which is never, was never my goal, but it got me in. And now that's led to, uh, I now manage a not-for-profit for women in the RV industry, uh, which has now connected me to, to thousands of women that work and men that work in the RV industry. Um, and then it evolved our, our camping business into service and repair. Um, there's been some opportunities that have come in the industry that have allowed us to do that. And now we are going to take that nationwide and really start servicing these campers the way that they want to be serviced. And then again, off of that has spun an outdoor brand. Um, I am somebody that, you know, the brand is called everyday people outdoors because it's not, it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to be backpacking, you know, the mountains to get outdoors. I'm sitting on my deck right now. I mean, you can see all the trees behind me, like just get outdoors. Right. Um, so that, that company is now creating products that are easy every day. Get out. That's really cool. And if you guys are yeah. watching this on YouTube, obviously you see your shirt, which says get outdoors for watching yeah. some podcasts, obviously imagine she's got an awesome background um with a lot of trees you got a really nice looking background there girl and yeah, uh, yeah no this is this is this is the backyard <laughs> yeah it looks it looks really it looks really awesome which is super cool and what you know beyond trying to make it easier for people to get outside and to you know do that and then you started a nonprofit what kind of drives you and motivated you to start a nonprofit and what is your vision with that so i actually didn't start the not for profit it actually was already started within the industry and i was just a member of it um, when I started my camping business. And so the opportunity came in 2021. They were looking for a new managing director. And, you know, as a as somebody that's trying to be an entrepreneur, you know, I, I hate to say that I am, I'm trying to be one. Um, but, you know, I was like, I don't want a job. Like, I don't need a, you know, salary. I don't want that. And, um, and then somebody said to me, why wouldn't you do it? Like one, it fits your skill set. And two, it gets you in front of the people that you want to be in front of. And I said, all right, fine. I know I can do it, right? So I just threw my name in the hat and they were like, okay, we want you. And I was like, okay, great. Um, and so what's amazing about that organization is that, you know, as you can imagine, the RV industry is very male dominated. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to actually designing these things, I can tell you the first thing I said when I walked into my RV, how do I change the color of those blue lights? It has like these blue LED lights that go on top of the cabinets. I'm like, how do I change that color? And the sale guy, sales guy goes, you can't. And from being in this, not this organization, I'm talking to all these women. They're like, oh yeah, men design these RVs. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. 80% of the buying power is women women make this decision. Like, why, why would you design these for men? And uh, so, it, you know, it, but I'm getting to know the women of, of the industry. And I'm also getting to know, you know, a lot of the men as well, which is great. Because um, it's putting me in those positions that I wanted to be in all along. That's really cool. And what do you, you know, you said you kind of got into personal development. And what got you into like the idea of just personal development? Like, I mean, I'm sure you were kind of a good person before and things were going good. What, what initiated the change in 2019? Like beyond, beyond the RV experience, what got you into the personal development? That's kind of the business side. What got you into the personal development side? So it's funny. Um, I was 
you know, I, I, I did a lot of reading and stuff like that before, you know, I had a, a mentor early on when I was in the mortgage business and he, you know, always encouraged reading. So I was, I was reading and doing all those things. Um, but my husband liked the show, uh, Diesel Brothers. And I was like, what is this show all about? I, you know, I don't know. So I'm watching it one day and then I started following the guys on Instagram and I saw that um, the, the Dave, the one Dave um, did a, a panel, like a, like a speaking engagement. Right. And I'm like, well, who are these other people on this panel? You know? And I'm like looking at these people and I'm looking at them talking and I'm like, well, who are these people? Then I stumbled on Andy Frisella and I was like, well, who's this guy? And I was like, well, he's from St. Louis. Holy, who, how do I not know this? Well, guess what? I've been a customer of Supplement Superstore for years, but never knew who owned it. So then started kind of doing that back, you know, story and history and learning. And, and then I was like, oh, okay, this guy has a lot of good information, you know? So it was, it started listening to his podcast and understanding and then got into Arate and started doing 75 hard and then just kind of, it's snowballed from there, right? And you you meet Ed and and start finding out all these other people and Dr. Joe Dispenza and you know all that kind of stuff. And you start putting the two and two together, and you're like, oh, this makes total sense for how your life is working. That's so cool. So what what's been one of your biggest, I guess, aha moments for you in the last few years delving into some of this stuff? curious if I mean you might have a few but like what are, what yeah. are some come to mind I so I will say the biggest thing that's come to mind right now is the law of attraction um and that's come up several times you know little things like I'll be worrying about oh man I gotta pay this big expense for this business or I gotta do this or I gotta do that um and then I'll go for a walk because the outdoors is what calms my anxiety it also sparks new creativity for me and I'll be walking and I'll see a penny and I'm like, okay, got it. You know, you, you got this. We'll be okay. Um, but recently, I actually just had this happen um, Tuesday, this kind of revelation. Um, so the last couple of months, I've really pushed myself out of my comfort zone, right? I'm talking to business brokers about buying other businesses. I'm talking, you know, I'm, I'm negotiating multi-million dollar contracts. I'm doing these things for different businesses that I'm a part of. And, and it's out of the, it feels out of the, doesn't feel out of the norm for me, but my body knows it's out of the norm. Mm. So, you know, I went to like Ed's event in North Carolina and then I went to women in business. And then that, you know, that, that Arate networking event we had and, you know, I'm going, I'm pushing myself out of that comfort zone, but my body is like, no girl, like we don't do that. No. So what it was doing to me is making me judge those events and starting to judge people and feel kind of those jealousy things start bubbling up again. And I got, I was, listen, the past two or three weeks. I'm getting been, shivers, girl. It's awesome. Right? Like it's been getting, I've been so frustrated because it's like, I'm hitting this, pounding this wall, right? I'm being pulled in two different directions. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Just get out of my head. Just get out, you know? And, and then I realized, no, this is what it is. I was pushing myself. I was getting out of that comfort zone. And my body's going, hold on, wait a second. We don't do that. And then now I'm in the process of, okay, now I have to set that next bar. Okay, now body, this is where we're at. This is what we do. Um, so and and cool. build from there. And, you know, like, I love that you're touching on this because I think 
Like I know I went through it um, a few times and I think a lot of people do. And then they think, well, you know what, maybe those just aren't for me. And, and that's, that's the thing. How can you like for listeners that are listening to this, how can they help themselves, I guess, tell the difference between like, maybe this isn't something we should do to something, you know, what we want to push through and how, you know, how could you tell the difference between the two? Is there something that kind of comes to mind as far as that goes? So for me, I think the biggest thing is my vision is so big that it pulls me mm. and I am so connected to why I am here. And it took me a long time to figure that out. I mentioned that car accident, right? I, it took me almost 20 years to figure out why I didn't die. I mean, cause I should have died. Somebody hit me physically going 55 miles an hour. Yeah, I woke up, like- I woke up under the tailpipe of this van, right? I probably should not have walked away from that. I mean, I had a couple minor injuries major, I guess bones were sticking out of my leg, but again, I got up and what happened, minor injuries, but it took me almost 20 years to figure out why did I live? Because so many other people get hit by cars and they die. Mm -hmm. And so why did I live? And so more involvement in that and understanding, okay, nope, there's a bigger purpose. And, you know, as woo woo as this may sound, you know, lately it's been, I I believe that our souls are a combination of somebody from the past. And one of the things that I've really been diving into is actually my great grandfather. So I am named after him. Um, His name was Jess and he was just, just a mean old cuss man. I mean, just a mean old guy went to prison for bootlegging like whole nine yards. Right. And, you know, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and I said, what if I'm the representation of him, but I'm here to do the good that he never could have done. So I have that side of me that's that that mean, that hard, that tough, that competitor, but I'm here to do the good. And so it's been digging out that purpose. And for me, I know that I'm here to shift. I'm here to make that shift. Our, our world right now is going through a shift. Mm-hmm. And I know that I may not be the, the biggest voice, but I am supposed to be a voice and a shifter in that. And so to answer your question, constantly coming back to that, constantly coming back to, nope, the vision is this, you know, I will get there. We just had to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I think through that, that's so good. So like it took you 20 years to figure out your purpose and your vision. Um, What was the catalyst in trying to like actually getting to that point that you did figure it out? And I think listeners like, everyone that's listening to this podcast because everyone I believe alive is here for a purpose mm-hmm. and here for a reason. And many people don't necessarily know what it is. So what, like what got you into knowing that? So you had something that could pull you through those uncomfortable moments to make that change, to make that difference. And all the stuff we just talked about, what kind of shifted for you in 20 years? Like, that's a while. So it's what, a long time. Again, yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned I'm stubborn and it takes me a, long, a while to um, to realize that. It doesn't have to take you 20 years, listeners. It does not have to take you 20 years. Um, but for me, you know, I started to have panic attacks in my early 20s. And then, you know, it's so bad that like I would be curled up in the shower screaming at the top of my lungs, mm-hmm. not understanding where my husband, you know, would have to come in and physically get me out of the shower and hold me until I calmed down. And so I've always had a really um, bad relationship with death. Um, And it's not 
the spiritual thing. It's the physicality of it, right? My, my brain thinks logistically and the processes and things like that. So logistically, I couldn't figure it out. And so after, you know, I'd done years of, of church and, and, you know, trying to find connection there. Well, of course, then, you know, just my nature, they throw me on the church board and, and then that turns into drama and I'm like, I'm out, I can't do this drama, you know, <laughs> all, all, all those kind of things happen, but you, I just kind of roll through it all. But I, it was in my early thirties when I started to ask, okay, why am I here? You know, what, what is the purpose? And then I just, I found my peace in the outdoors. I started to just go and sit and listen. And can I say that, you know, a big thing ever shifted and I heard God's voice? I don't think so. Lights coming from the sky. Right, like there was (laughs) none of that to what I remember. But I find it in the littlest things, right? So, um, you know, where I live here, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all the trees and everything. But there's, we have a ton of cardinal birds, right? And we have a new one lately. And he's super red and his beak is, is just this yellow orange and he's new. And I'm like, why are you here? You're somebody new, you know, because, and, and I am somebody that believes that, that cardinal birds are a representation of, of souls that have passed. And so I um, just started to listen to nature more, right? I'd be on a walk and I'm like, what does it mean? What is this? What is that? I just started asking questions to the universe. And then all of a sudden, you know, a deer would cross my path or I would see, you know, there'd be a beautiful sunrise and I'm like, okay, all right, let me just listen to that. And that really calmed my anxiety, but started to make me realize that there was more. Mm. What am I here to do? And then I, I um, began to realize that like, I have a very old soul, a very old soul. You know, I, I, I laugh because I think, you know, so many people put on their vision boards, like these Ferraris and, and these awesome things, you know, cool cars. And I'm like, no, I'll take the 1930 mobster mobile. Like, that's what I want. You know, you'll see me rolling around St. Louis in that because I just, I so relate with that. I tell people all the time, I'm like, I think you could pick me up and put me back in the 1920s and I would be like the woman the mob uses to front, you know, their, their money laundering. Like I would be that woman. Well, you your, your grandpa, it sounds like you use a bootlegger. So it comes to Well, that. listen, I could tell you a story about two guys showing up at the house that my grandpa always told and nobody knew who they were and. You know, somebody thought that they were maybe connected to like John Dillinger, but <laughs> nobody can nobody can prove that. You so know, see, mobster, like you're in I the right so, you're, you're go. <laughs> I'm so fascinated with the mob. I'm so fascinated with them because I I love the inner workings of it. How how did they move the money? How did they, you know, do like how did guys like Lucky Luciano, you know, start back in the you know the early days of of the mob with him like how did he get all these gangsters together, you know? And then, and then they tell Al Capone that he needs to quiet it down, you know, cause he's causing too much, you know, it's like, it's all those inner workings that are so fascinating. So going back a little bit here um, with, with you going through the anxiety, I know a lot of people, especially the last couple of years, this is a big um, pandemic, I would say is actually the anxiety and mental um, thing out there. When you were going through that, did you go through a lot of, did you just try to work through it yourself? Did you go to doctor treatment? What 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 did you find was probably good? And what did you find that maybe it was actually harmful? So 
early on in my early 20s, um, when, you know, and I can tell, I mean, I can relive the night, the first panic attack that I had, I can tell you, ex- you know, exactly where I was and everything. But so soon after that, um, my parents were like, well, maybe we never, maybe we never allowed you to deal with your car accident. You should, you should go do that. Um, so I did try um, some psychology work and it, for me, it did not work. And simply because I sat in that room and went, I can tell you anything that I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Unless you're with somebody, again, my opinion, but unless you're with somebody that can truly pull out the BS, which the woman that I went to was not that person, mm-hmm. I, don't, it did, I don't think it can work. And so what I had to do was a lot of it is just letting go. I'm such a, con- a control person. Again, type A, like I, I have to be in control. I need to know what's going on. And the outdoors was that sp- place that I absolutely have no control. I, you, you come out here, I have no control over anything out here. Flies, birds, bugs, snakes, whatever. I don't control it. They all exist in a life that is outside of me and I have nothing to do with it. And it took several times of going camping. Um, and again, I, I have a 40 foot fifth wheel over there. Like it is, it's not the Taj Mahal, but it's pretty darn close, right? I don't sleep on the ground. Um, but it took times of just going and, and turning my phone off and going, I'm going to focus on just being right now. Um, and then I got to the point where, okay, Jessica, you're so, you can do this, that now you can bring your phone. Now you can bring work because you know when to turn work off and you know when to turn it on. You know when- To train yourself. Yes. You know when it's your creative time and you just need to get on and do 10 things really quick because you're creative and then you can turn it off and go sit by the fire again. Um, but it, it took the outdoors. It took, you know, my husband honestly had to step in and be like, and that's, listen, that's hard, 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 hard for me to let somebody else step in and tell me what to do. Um, and so he, he would have to say, nope, put it down. We're going to go on this hike or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Um, and then I was like, okay, I can just relax. I can breathe. And then I figured out a flow for myself. That's really cool. I love it. So if, if someone was listening to this um, and we'll wrap up here right away. And like I said, make sure to rate, you know, rate, review all that stuff and reach out to Jessica. We'll have links and all that stuff in the show notes. But um, I have three final questions that I always wrap up with and anything that you want to leave the listeners. You're like, man, Angela didn't touch on this. And I would, you know, if I run into someone in the coffee shop and they said, Hey, what did Angela touch on? um, What would that be? So three final questions. Number one, and we kind of touched on this, I feel like a lot, but if someone's looking for their purpose, what is one sentence you would say that would help them find it? Get outdoors and listen. Well, that, that's easy. Um, number two, and you probably have more than one, but what comes to mind? What's your favorite quote and why? Tough times don't last, tough people do. It's on it. Look at that. I love <laughs> it. And number three, what is one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? <laughs> Can I cuss on this? <laughs> no, no. Um, I will say that 
uh, one of the things that I write on a daily basis is I want an ethos around me of heart and love. And to me, that means no nonsense. I tell you like it is, but I do it every day in a loving way. And so I think something along those lines on my um, gravestone would be great. I also don't really need a gravestone. I, I would rather you just take everything that you know I've worked over the years to try to preserve in my body and take it and use it for science and then just throw me in the fire and then throw my ashes somewhere. So I would want that ethos though, like to people, for people to remember, hey, you know what? She would get in my face and tell me like it is, but I knew she loved me and it's, it's what she wanted me to live a better life. Awesome. I love that. Um, and like I said, finally, if you run into someone in a coffee shop and they're like, hey, Jessica, that was absolutely incredible. I loved your story coming from anxiety, dealing with some of that and kind of finding your purpose and, and, um, and a mission and a, and a vision. And maybe something we didn't touch on, what would that be that, you know, you would want to have them an action step or a movement or a thought process that you would give them? Don't be scared. Just what, there's no reason to be scared. Get out and do it. If you're like, I tell people all the time, if you're scared to get in a camper and camp, call me. I'll tell you how it's not scary. You know, I've pulled that 40 foot rig by myself across the US, done everything. Um, It is not scary. You know, um, there's other things I do in my life. I, I personally protect myself. That's why I'm creating a backpack. It's not scary to do that. Uh, you just need to be responsible. So don't be scared. Just do it. That's good. I like that. Don't be scared. Just do it. Like I said before, make sure rate, review, subscribe, follow Jessica. I know she's on Instagram and Facebook. And like I said, we'll put links in. Um, thank you guys so much. As we go out there, you know, let's go change one life or one starfish at a time. And if we continue to change love one life at a time, we can actually change the world. Thank you so much, Jessica, for being on. Thank you.